You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the SIG, your prescription for transformative community pharmacy care. My name is Brooke Kalusich, and I am a third-year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I am joined by Cameron Carpenter, fourth-year student pharmacist at Wilkes-Nesbitt School of Pharmacy. Cameron recently completed an elective appy rotation focused on community pharmacy practice transformation at Wilkes. He brought everything he learned back to the independent community pharmacy that he is employed at in his hometown of Old Forge, Pennsylvania. And as a result, they are now the newest members of PPCN and CPESN. I'm so excited to have a student-to-student conversation about a topic that we are both so passionate about. So, Cam, it's great to have you. Thanks for having me, Brooke. I appreciate it. So let's start with a little background. Tell us how you became interested in pharmacy and specifically community pharmacy practice transformation. Okay, so I I kind of have a funny story on how my interest really sparked for pharmacy. So I believe it was like sophomore year of high school. um, We were taking a career survey, like a quiz where it spits out what kind of job your interests match up with. And my friends were getting ridiculous responses, like sheep herders and farmers and just like totally out there careers that that just weren't really what they were um, thinking were going to be the results. But mine, one of mine ended up being pharmacy. And I do kind of say that um, it, it, it was weird because I think I cheated a little bit knowing that I had pharmacy in the back of my head to kind of manipulate the answers. But it's just kind of funny to think that my friends, some of my friends got sheep herders and dog groomers where pharmacy was like my first choice on that quiz. But it it really goes um, deeper than that. So I I do have experience with with both sides of the pharmacy world where I had relatives my whole life really emphasize um, how a pharmacist impacted their life or how they really had a great relationship with their life. Uh, how helpful they were throughout um, any type of care that they were receiving. So that was always a thing like, that's really cool. I could help people being a pharmacist. And based on my uh, family relationships, that was a, that was a big influencing factor there. Um, Also though, I do have um, some family members with some substance abuse history. So being that I, I see that side of things and have that um, kind of in my back pocket and and life experience with that side of pharmacy. It was always something that I was passionate about that maybe I could um, make a difference for those people similar um, with similar um, issues or things going on where I could make a difference as a pharmacist um, for pretty much all all people that have that 
that going on in their lives. As far as um, the community practice transformation, it's really one of those things that it's not touched on in school too much. Um, community practice is, is really kind of the general idea we all have when getting into pharmacy school. That's, that's what you know exists and what's out there. Um, but my, one thing I noticed throughout pharmacy school was they're trying to teach you about all the other things and community kind of goes by the wayside and is overlooked. But once I started at my independent pharmacy, that's really where my love for community grew. And combining that with um, the, the clinical positions that are taught in pharmacy school and really the first time you're hearing about the clinical roles pharmacists could have, um, that's really where my interest was sparked that I can incorporate those clinical skills into the community setting, doing what I love, but also kind of having a more clinical role and, and impact on, on the patients in my community. Absolutely. That, that's great. So thanks for sharing. Now, you recently completed an Abbey rotation with Dr. Nicole Pizzino at Wilkes Nesbitt School of Pharmacy. And we actually were fortunate enough to have Dr. Pizzino on the Beyond the SIG podcast a few months ago to talk about this exact topic. But now I want to hear from a student perspective. So tell us about some of the projects that you worked on on rotation with Dr. Pizzino over the last five weeks. Okay, so going in, obviously, it's my elective community rotation, and Dr. Pizzino is the huge community advocate at Wilkes, so I was excited. Being that community was my major interest, I was ready to kind of dive deep and expand my knowledge in the community setting outside of my typical day-to-day -day at my independent pharmacy. Um, the first maybe a week or two before before the rotation, I reached out, just said, Dr. Pizzino, what kind of requirements do I have? What kind of prep should I do before we start? And that's when I was informed that um, at least for the first couple of weeks, we were going to uh, complete the rotation remotely. So completing a community rotation remotely sounded impossible to me. Um, it's really tough to kind of get that person-to-person -person interaction through telemedicine, but we ended up um, kind of formulating this whole rotation around that, okay, I can't meet with Dr. Pizzino in person on her site, at least for the first two weeks, so how do I get that in-person experience that I was looking for? So I'll kind of go through the timeline of how things, um, how things went, and um, luckily I was able to get to Dr. Pizzino's site in about um, the first or the fourth week, I should say. But like I said, I'll kind of go through the timeline so you have an idea. So week one was um, at Hartzell's Pharmacy. This is where I was really introduced to um, the idea of e-care plans, their benefits, and how um, it's really an essential part of community pharmacy um, to take that initiative to, to complete those e-care plans. This is also where PPCN came into place. I was really introduced to that along with the Flip the Pharmacy program. So week one at Hartzell's was really kind of me just being a sponge and taking in all these 
services and and changes that are happening that like i said you're not really exposed to any of these in school and working an independent that was not a part of cpsn was not um enrolled in flip the pharmacy not not doing too much mtm services e-care plan services so week one was really um just taking it all in and um really hammering home the benefits of these these extra services um, moving to week two this is where i was at skip back pharmacy again kind of just a learning process for me to to expand my knowledge and what i learned at hartzell's about e-care planning um what it means to be a ppcn pharmacy things like that. Um, at Skipback, I had another unique experience where I was able to um, communicate with a long-term care facility. I was able to be in contact with the people there. We actually, um, I helped Skipback apply for that partnership. And once, um, once we were accepted and, and were able to dispense the medications for that long-term care facility, it was really my role to um, do the patient intake forms, get all their, their documentation, um, prescriptions, enter them in, and then really flip them over from just dispensing out of bottles, being long-term care. We wanted to get them to, to a, um, a med pack system where, where we didn't have to dispense in the bottles just to make that administration easier. But yeah, so week one and two were really taking things in, you know what I mean? So that that was a very unique experience. Um, like I said, learning all these things that working in community pharmacy for four years, I wasn't exposed to too much. I knew they were out there, but these were where it was really like stressed to me. And I, I was really able to reflect on the importance of, of these additional services that could be done outside of dispensing. Week three, I moved to the medicine shop. This is where um, I was able to see the flip the pharmacy aspects again. Um, Ed at the medicine shop was new to flip the pharmacy, but he submitted a crazy amount of care plans in um, the month previous to the one that I went there. I think it was 300 plus care plans in a month. So super awesome guy to learn from and kind of matching his passion for going beyond the point of dispensing was huge. Um, also at, in week three, I was able to help him with DSMES, um, which is just diabetes self-management education and support. He was applying to become accredited for DSMES and I was able to take what I learned from Dr. Pizzino and help him with that um, application process and documentation there. And then moving to week four, this is where I was luckily enough to uh, be able to go on site with Dr. Pizzino. And it was a loaded day to say the least. I was able to do blood pressure screenings for the morning. Um, then I was able to work with um, a dietitian and her student to do poison prevention videos to talk about um, healthy diet where that was cool to just get that student's input as she has much more knowledge on nutrition than me, obviously, but I was able to provide the pharmacy aspect and importance of those things there. 
Um, also at that point, I was able to sit in on a patient's first DSMES appointment uh, visit. And um, that was really where Dr. Pizzino explained what DSMES was to this patient and um, the benefits the patient could get from um, those services. And then week five was really where it all came together. And this was by far the most beneficial week for me as, as far as um, growing as a, as a practitioner, as a pharmacist. This is where I took everything I learned in those first four weeks and was able to teach the people at Vine Pharmacy kind of what I know and, and how to apply that into their everyday workflow. So I was able to kind of walk through, walk um, the pharmacist through e-care plans, how to complete them efficiently, how to um, really implement them into their daily workflow without um, falling super far behind. At that point as well, I was able to um, teach some technicians about MedSync, how to, how to effectively do that, some tips on how to get patients um, involved in that service and enrolled in MedSync programming. And um, again, just kind of taking those first four weeks and then applying it all in week five was super awesome. Um, we, we, being that me and Dr. Pizzino were kind of playing each week um, as we go, it was just really awesome to be able to learn those first four weeks and absorb everything. But then week five, I was able to go there and be an educator, which is something that um, not many pharmacy students are exposed to or have that opportunity to do something like that. Usually on an appy rotation, you're learning from the pharmacists, not teaching them. So it was, it was just a super awesome way to round out um, my rotation and kind of show what I learned to not only myself when I was teaching them, but to the people at this pharmacy where they could really benefit from what, what I was able to provide. Wow, okay, Hartzell's Skipack Medicine Shop, you really got to work with some of the leading pharmacies in PPCN with truly some of the best pharmacist mentors. And, and plus, as you're describing, I'm also thinking about some of the projects that students at Pitt Pharmacy work on related to practice transformation. And it really is interesting to compare how our schools approach this topic. So I guess that brings me to my next question, Cam, is, is personally and professionally, what did you gain from this experience? Yeah, so like you said, I, I was working with the all-stars of community pharmacy in the state of Pennsylvania, which is was awesome. And I mean, really what I gained apart from just the knowledge that I was able to obtain from, from these individuals was really the relationships I was able to build along the way. Um, I was a, like, when uh, initially Dr. Pizzino would reach out to the pharmacy owners just to ensure it was okay for me to go and everything. But, but after the first day or two, it was myself kind of initiating those visits. So, um, being in, in contact directly with these people is, is just awesome. Um, and I, I do have a kind of a long break. My next block is, is my, my off block. So like I said, building these relationships, I actually have in pl uh, plan in place to continue to go to these pharmacies 
not only to keep learning, but also to help out in any way I can. So really the relationship is, is huge to me that, that I was able to meet these people and also learn from the best of the best. That brings me to my next question. So as a student, you're constantly playing the role of a learner, right? So how have you leveraged your role as a learner to spread community pharmacy practice transformation? So really my experience during this time was super unique. Um, really seeing how different independent pharmacies do things um, throughout their day-to-day -day workflow. So seeing what these sites did well, along with um, some things they struggled with and what can be improved was a great way for me to kind of um, combine all these ideas and relay that information that I learned at my sites on rotation to the pharmacy I'm currently employed at. And it kind of worked both ways that I was able to not only take what I learned from my rotation sites um, to my pharmacy, but um, taking what I already knew and things that we have as far as um, making workflow easier at the pharmacy I'm employed at and taking that information and having those ideas for my um, on-site pharmacies. So really just um, kind of having, having perspective on both sides of those things just I think was really awesome to, to improve workflow and, and help um, help each other out essentially as far as um, uh, the, the independent pharmacy I'm employed at and, and those sites um, was, was really, really awesome. Yeah, great point. It's it's great to see how all your experiences in community pharmacy practice really kind of merge together during your rotation. Now, okay, five weeks later after your rotation and now nearly six years later after you started pharmacy school in the first place, given what you know now, in your opinion, what does the future of community pharmacy practice look like and how are you planning to remain involved after graduation? So really... My idea of um, the future of community pharmacy has really grown since this rotation. Um, I, I'll say it over and over again, but you, you are only exposed to so much in pharmacy school. And the kind of vibes I got, not that it was necessarily a bad thing or on purpose, but when you're learning about the other career routes and paths that that are offered in the field of pharmacy i said it before community goes by the wayside because everyone knows about it so the way it's kind of portrayed is you could always fall back on community if you don't want to take one of these clinical paths which i think is just insane because yeah. not that you can't build relationships with patients in an ambulatory care setting, in an institutional setting, because you 100% could. I'm a homer where I'm going to be in community for forever. I can't see myself working anywhere but a community setting. So it's really just kind of using that center goal of building relationship with patients that, that I think is why community should not be overlooked or or really um, kind of put on the back burner as the fallback option. So as far as the future of community pharmacy, um, really those 
flip the pharmacy domains are something that I think um, all pharmacies need to be aware of and and need to be educated that this is a possibility for an independent pharmacy to start doing these things. Because I mean, a lot of pharmacies, as far as in my area that, that some of my friends work at, even the pharmacy that I work at now, um, flip the pharmacy, PPCN, CPESN, those were ideas we knew about and services we knew we could provide, but not many pharmacies in my area are taking that initiative to, to get these things moving and, and get enrolled in these things. So like I said, the domains of Flip the Pharmacy, this is really what I think at some point in the future, a majority of independent pharmacies are going to be following these. So just the appointment-based model, um, really just emphasizing patient follow-up and monitoring. We are the most accessible healthcare providers. We interact with patients on a more frequent basis than any other healthcare provider. So follow-up and monitoring is something us as pharmacists could really, really um, take the reins of and have an impact on a patient's life with that being um, kind of the forefront of our practice. Additionally, um, roles that non-pharmacist staff could, could become more clinical in, or for example, just like technicians enrolling people in MedSync. If we could get all the technicians in all the independent pharmacies across the country to understand MedSync, understand the importance and benefits of it and being able to relay that to our patients is just something that that's just gonna really advance the the community setting and and the role of a community pharmacist again just mentioning e-care e plans and importance of that um interacting with other members of the care team and healthcare providers and like i said just really emphasizing and expressing the value of these services. Um, so like I said, that's the flip the pharmacy ideas are inevitable to me after I was able to see um, the benefits that, that these things were bringing to um, community pharmacies in the area. Additionally, the future of community pharmacy, I mean, it's a crazy time right now with COVID and everything, but this is, something that I've been saying for a couple years now that there's no avoiding it, the role of telemedicine and, as far, and just incorporating telemedicine into a community setting is something that really isn't happening too much right now. But like I said, with the, with the growth in technology and, and things like that, especially in a time um, like now with the pandemic, implementing that telemedicine option i think is is something that's definitely going to happen in the future and i i hope we find a good way and a, an efficient way to really implement that and make it useful for us in the community setting well i'm so glad that your experience really solidified your plans to stay in the community setting and you got to see how community pharmacy practice is advancing so to wrap things up, I have one more question, and I really couldn't think of a better person to ask, but how could student pharmacists get involved in practice transformation? 
So it's, it's really one of those things that you may work in a community setting because you need the hours for school, but you don't want to, you don't want to stay community. You have different career options after graduation and that's totally fine. But as far as if you want to get involved and make a difference in practice transformation, community has to be your passion because it doesn't happen overnight. You can't, you can't learn something in a day or two days that's going to make a significant difference or change in your community or in your community pharmacy. So really just identifying and being one with your passion for community is step one. Cause like I said, it's a long process. For me, it was five weeks, but I could have spent 10 weeks on this rotation. And at the end of 10 weeks, there'd still be more I could learn and, and more things I could do to improve my community and, and the pharmacies I was exposed to. So really identifying that passion is step one. At that point, these ideas are mentioned briefly in pharmacy school. So really educating yourself as a pharmacy student. Um, the resources are out there to, to explain these things to you in more in-depth ways that are not mentioned in the classroom, just as far as um, like the Flip the Pharmacy website, PPA's website has so, so much information on additional services that um, a community pharmacy and pharmacists are able to do now that, like I said, you you don't know about it from school. And if you're, you're at a community pharmacy that does not partake in these services, you might not even know they exist. So really doing your homework and doing your research on what the possibilities are for community pharmacists in our state is huge. Yeah, such great advice. And I would absolutely second everything you said. It really is an exciting time to be a student pharmacist with the way that we're seeing traditional pharmacy practice change. So Cameron Carpenter, it's been, it's been a pleasure to have this conversation with you today and learn about how student pharmacists are engaging in practice transformation efforts at, at other schools in Pennsylvania. So thanks for joining me. Brooke, thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's been a pleasure to really relay and, and explain my extremely unique experience that was fueled by COVID. But Again, I, I'm excited for, for the future of, of community pharmacy, and I hope students are able to have similar experiences to the one I had myself um, in the future. I am too. I am too. So thank you, Cam. And, and to our listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond the Say. Keep tuning in to learn about the impactful stories shaping community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit papharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's papharmacists.com forward slash podcast.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.